Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you on a Thursday, January 28th, the L.A. Galaxy, uh, being quiet. It's real quiet, as a matter of fact. MLS making some noise, so we're going to talk about a little bit of MLS stuff. Uh, Certainly have some uh, player movement, just not regarding the LA Galaxy, and we have some rumors that we want to get to as well. So MLS, players, rumors, uh, some other things. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to be joined by new LA Galaxy goalkeeper Jonathan Bond here, if I can get the video to play correctly, to help me do all of that. Uh, He's back. He's alive. Uh, He's still around. It's Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. Larry, how's it going, buddy? Hey, man. I'm doing fine, Josh. I'm that's, doing fine. Thank you for having me. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, Larry. Um, I, I, I know Eric wanted to take a, take a night off. I know that you wanted to talk some LA Galaxy. I know you wanted to make fun I of... I did? I said I wanted to talk LA Galaxy? Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, okay, mo- okay. mostly what you said is you wanted to make fun of my haircut. So That's true. You're channeling Jason Statham, but uh, it's starting to grow back a little bit. So it, It's in the awkward teenage years. You know, it's starting to notice girls, but it's still pretty awkward. So uh, that's where my haircut is currently at. It, it's, you know, I would just like to say, Larry, uh, and I will acknowledge this proudly, uh, you have way more hair than me. Um, yeah, and, I haven't had a cut in a long time. I'm due to get my, I'm due, I'm due to get my hair cut next week, so I'm looking forward to it. All right, very good. We're uh, we're we're glad to have you. Well, the LA Galaxy, um, as we as we have hinted at, and as we have sort of talked about a little bit, um, haven't been. The, it, it's been quiet, I think is the best thing to say. And, and I've been seeing the frustrations, Larry. I see people getting upset um, and I understand it. I can see sort of where that is. I know a lot of people were certainly upset today because uh, other teams around the league were making announcements and the LA Galaxy weren't. And I know that there was a, an anniversary of when uh, Chris Klein was named uh, LA Galaxy president today as well. <laughs> And so there were frustrations rejoice, with that. Rejoice. Yes. And, and so there was frustration with that as well. And again, I get all of these things. I see them. I see what's going on. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not an idiot. Um, so I, I understand that. I will say this, that with the league supposedly starting uh, April 3rd and 4th, uh, there is time for the LA Galaxy to get their stuff together. So I'm I'm not necessarily worried about anything. And I don't think anybody should be worried, Larry. But uh, it, it feels... It feels quiet. Does it feel quiet to you? Yeah. I mean, you know, my question during this entire offseason uh, regarding the LA Galaxy and their player movement or lack thereof is is why. I mean, why are they dragging their heels? I mean, how many guys do they have in a roster now? Four, five, yeah. something like that? It's actually a lot more. There just aren't very yeah. many starters. There's 23 yeah. players on the roster of a 30-man roster, but we don't expect all those players to stay up. So there's still room. And I think about 20 of those are what, the homegrown guys? Yeah, eight. <laughs> eight are now homegrown, which is yeah. impressive, which is impressive in its yeah, own way, right? Yeah. You're like, hey, that's yeah. kind of cool. Um, so, so yeah, so there's there's something there as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it's just, it's slowly coming together. And maybe, and by the way, the feelings of slowness is not just limited to here to the LA Galaxy or Major League Soccer or anywhere else, Larry. Transfers around the world are down. Money sure. is down. Player movement is down. So it's not surprising to not see that many moves right now. 
Yeah, and obviously the reason for all this uh, all this stuff is, of course, the pandemic, which continues almost unabated around the world. Uh, you know, sure, there are vaccines available now, but uh, is there a light, a light at the end of the tunnel? There is. It's, it's getting bigger, but very slowly. But I just, I just don't see when this thing, when it will, be, when it will be back to normal. I, I just, I wish I could predict it, but I can't. I mean, yeah, it's it's very, very frustrating. But hey, that's the way it is now. I mean, our normal life as we know it is over for the time being. Right. Uh, just. We just got to bear with it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. So, yeah, I mean, that's as part of the new reality. Well, let's start with some L.A. Galaxy news or at least some L.A. Galaxy alumni news, because uh, as we said, other people are making moves around Major League Soccer. And some of those things happened today. Uh, midfielder Perry Kitchen, who was out of contract with the L.A. Galaxy after this season um, is uh, and was eligible for free agency, took his free agency to the defending MLS Cup champs. Columbus crew. Uh, so Perry kitchen will join the Columbus crew as a free agent, uh, originally from Indiana, uh, Perry kitchen. And so, you know, not that far away from Ohio. It's more, more, uh, Midwest, uh, sort of central there for him. Uh, so it, it makes a lot of sense. Also, you've been seeing Columbus do a good bit of work in the off season and they're getting that we're MLS cup champs and you might be able to win an MLS cup with us if you come join us. And so I imagine Larry, in my mind, they're also getting some MLS cup champ discounts right now. No question. There are a lot worse places to relocate than Columbus, the defending champions. There's, there's no question about that. Speaking of Mr. Kitchen, I'm going to be sorry to see him go. Uh, nice guy, very approachable, very good quote. Um, got along well with him. And the Galaxy will miss him. They'll miss his uh, presence in the midfield. He had some tough times here. Remember, he missed a lot of the 2019 season when he had that ankle surgery. And then he had a strain growing. He missed a, he missed a bunch of games. Uh, he played pretty well toward the end of last season. But just he kind of got lost in the shuffle with Dos Santos and Corona and all these guys. And it's, it was, I'm sorry to see him go. Yeah, I mean... This it was interesting actually. Hammer uh, Hammer was texting me today, and he's like, "Are people sad to see Perry Kitchen go?" Um, and and you know, from a general perspective, from a fan perspective, from I mean, from us in the press, Perry was very approachable, had good quotes, uh, liked his guys who he wanted to talk to. So you know, he he liked me, he liked you, so he would talk to us, and and that always provided. Yeah good content for everybody. And he was truthful with his answers, which is, you know, yeah. all you can ask for um, on the yeah. field though. I think the LA galaxy are going to miss him a lot more than I think people are, are, are sort of understanding, right? I think they're going to yeah. miss him on the field. I think that Perry kitchen made himself a very important part of the LA galaxy towards the end of this last year uh, on a team that struggled certainly. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie, Larry, you know that this, this, that team was not good. Um, no, no, it wasn't. no, no. So, so, I mean, you can look at that and say, you know, sort of try to figure out a way to, to understand that. And, and what you, what you get is that, uh, he was a good defensive midfielder. Not only that, he's the only defensive midfielder on the roster. So when you get rid of him, there's a hole put there. I mean, it, it, it's funny. It goes back to me a little bit, Larry, whenever Perry kitchen left, it felt like whenever Jeff Lorenowitz left the LA galaxy, yes. And yes. I thought Jeff Lorenowitz was way undervalued for what he did. Now, Perry Kitchen made a lot of money, so I don't think you can say he was undervalued. Um, I think he might have been underappreciated for what he um, what he did. But whenever I look at it, I see that there's a hole in it. No Corona. That's gone. Corona's gone, right? Uh, no Kitchen. Uh, so, so in the midfield right now, you have Jonathan Dos Santos for the time being, because we're going to talk about a rumor about that. You have Jonathan Dos Santos. You have Sasha Kleschen, you have Efrain Alvarez, you have Sebastian Legette. I mean, those are kind of your central midfielders, and there's not one of them that's a defensive midfielder. At best, you can get box-to-box guys like Jonathan Dos Santos, maybe Sasha Kleschen. You know, speaking of Mr. Kitchen, I have a couple of trivia items Oh yes, re- uh, regarding him. And one last thought about Perry. I never thought he was a great player, but he was a solid player. You knew what you were getting from him. Um, just... Again, I'm sorry to see him go, but as far as Perry Kitchen, I must admit I researched this. I'm not taking talking off the top of my head, so right. I did did some research so I wouldn't sound like it like a you know ignoramus. But 
Did you know he was the third overall selection in the 2011 MLS Super Draft? I did not know third that. Third overall. And, and, and number number one was Omar Salgado. Okay, yes, obviously. Vancouver, the, who's now playing in El Paso for a USL team. I was going to say the huge Omar Salgado who just yeah. took MLS by storm. Yes, the, this is yeah, this and, is once again going to prove how important draft picks are. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, and number number two was Darlington Nagby. Okay, well, that guy's good. on to be a pretty good player at Portland. And what's interesting about those two, about Nagby and Perry Kitchen, they both played at the University of Akron. And now and now they're both back with with their former University of Akron coach, if I'm correct, with Caleb Porter, yeah. and they're back together on the same team. And one last item about about Kitchen, as well, as, well regarding the 2011 draft, I'm challenging our viewers and listeners can they name the Galaxy's first-round pick in the 2011 draft? Without looking it up, without cheating, can they name who it was? Uh, I'm I'm probably 2011. I don't. 2011. I think I have 2012 because it, it's not Tommy Meyer, right? 2011, no, not, Tommy not Tommy Meyer. Meyer. I think 2012 was Tommy Meyer. If you know this, I am really, really impressed. <laughs> I did. Frankly, I'd never heard of the guy when I looked it up. His name was Paolo Cardoso. Paolo Cardoso. Yeah, I know that guy. Okay. And now he's now he's playing with some soccer entity called the Los Angeles Force. Yes. In a league called the National Independent Soccer Association, which the, I had never heard of. The NISA. Of yeah. course, everybody. Paolo I'm, Cardoso. Yeah. Pa, 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 I'm, okay. So I do at least remember remember him. Remember the player, uh, short guy. Um, he was he was fine for the LA guy. He was. There were a lot of guys that sort of were him that got some playing time. They weren't necessarily starters. You look at all that stuff and you say, okay, you know, they're they're pretty close to to being MLS talent sort of in there, but they they just sort of get shuffled out and and moved away. So sure. no, very interesting. Thank you for that. That was uh that was sure. fun. I I enjoyed it at least. Yeah. Um but but let's talk, you know, I said uh, Jonathan Dos Santos and we're going to mix rumors in here with everything else because um I, I you know, trying to wait and try to do all the rumors at once sometimes works. It doesn't work for the show. I've sort of looked at how the how the flow goes on the show and I'm like, no, that's that's not how it is. But Jonathan Dos Santos and listen, I'm going to tell you right now, the sourcing on this rumor is not good, okay? And and we've seen that a lot. Are you saying it's questionable? It is questionable. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll flat out say it. it's yeah. questionable. But whenever we talk about, you know, rumors and, uh, you know, Giovinco, we said that the sourcing on the Giovinco rumors was questionable. And now we pretty much have that solved as Giovinco's not coming to the LA Galaxy. So if you're interested in that, Giovinco doesn't even look like it's been approached to the LA Galaxy. The people I talked to kept saying, I don't know where you're getting these rumors um, because it's not coming from around here. And so, yeah, it's it's one of those. Who, who knows who starts these things? Who knows? I mean, there's, yeah, it's ridiculous sometimes. It's just these rumors just won't die. They will not die. No, they won't die. And some of them are persistent to, to, to the point where they get ridiculous. Um, you know, this one is, uh, the Giovinco rumor at least is, uh, you know, I think you can put to bed. I'm, I'm done with it. I killed it on the rumor tracker. I'm not interested in it anymore. It's not. Congratulations. Yeah. It's not important to, to be watching that anymore. I mean, listen, one of the things you can do to try to figure out if rumors are real or not is just go and look and to see when the Twitter account was actually created. Like the guy who created one in January of 20, of 21, uh, 2021, Probably not the guy who's going to be breaking rumors of, you know, that, that you should be trusting five tweets in and, you know, Giovanni Dos Santos is headed back to uh, to the L.A. Galaxy to join back with Jonathan Dos Santos, um, which is funny because we're actually going to talk about both of them right now. I wouldn't know because I'm not on Twitter. So, yes, every, everybody knows that um, Jonathan Dos Santos. Let's let's say there are going to be some rumors and I, I want to caution everybody. There's going to be rumors around Jonathan Dos Santos and the reason there's going to be rumors around Jonathan Dos Santos are a couple reasons. He is a marketable uh, Mexican star and he has a market both, I would say here in the United States, but even more so uh, back in Mexico. And he comes from, you know, a, a family that's well known. Um, and so there's always going to be rumors about him going back to Mexico to play. So that's one of the reasons. The other reason is actually pretty interesting. If he is indeed indeed on a five-year contract, which we have sort of ferreted out might be yeah. correct, and he signed in the summer of 2017, then his contract should be up 
at the end of the 2022 season. So 21 this year, 22 next year, he should be done. And I don't know if it's a summer end on the contract because he started in the summer or if it goes, you know, five and a half years all the way uh, over to it. But uh, the timing on his contract now, Larry, means that he has anywhere between, you know, 12 months left on a contract to 18 months roughly on a contract. That's it. Uh, and there's interesting things about contracts and why you can get transfer money for some and, and why the transfer money eventually dips down. But usually when you're within 12 months of a contract expiring, um, you can, you can, you, you start to get those transfer rumors because one, it's far enough away, Larry, that somebody still might want to pay for the player and put out in a transfer fee. And two, um, it, it's if the LA Galaxy weren't going to offer Jonathan Dos Santos a contract for, you know, 2023 and on, and they knew that they were going to end it, then getting something for him now would be better than getting nothing for him whenever he leaves um, just at the end of a contract. So when you add sounds all, like sounds, sounds like baseball, it, you know? it, it is. No, I mean, I mean, and I think that the the MLS teams in the past have done a really poor job of this, that when contracts expire, uh, they don't get something for the player before it expires and they don't move them. Sometimes it's inevitable. But I mean, look at the contracts that have have sort of expired um, with David Bingham, um, with Perry Kitchen, um, and and you, you don't do anything with those. And you could have tried to move Bingham maybe the year before um, after that and sort of got something around. So what I'm saying is that now is the time if you're the LA Galaxy with 12 to 18 months left on the contract that you want to move Jonathan Dos Santos. And if you get it to within six months of the contract expiring, Larry, we know that when that happens, that um, the that teams aren't necessarily willing to pay because it's only six months away, right? It's like, eh, right. we can wait six months. Well, if I can give a classic example of this, regarding one of my hometown teams, the Cleveland Indians, when they just traded Francisco Lindor, he was coming up in the last year of his contract and the Indians were not going to pay him what he wanted. So they finally got something out of the New York Mets, a couple of prospects, you know, some decent players and not great players. But yeah, that's a classic example of getting something before the contract runs out. Uh, and if you wait too long, you're in, you're in the, the rabbit hole yeah. and he, there's no way of getting out of it. No, no. And so that's where you're getting with Jonathan Dos Santos. So I think now, now here's the, here's the catch 22 of being in a global pandemic and being in a down transfer market is that when you would like to move Jonathan Dos Santos this winter, um, the transfer market has been stunted by everything that has sort of gone on with the global pandemic. So, you know, numbers are down, uh, players are down, they're not moving as many players. So all those things affect Jonathan Dos Santos's value whenever you would try to move them. Now, could the LA Galaxy move him in the summertime? Yes. And sure. so so that's also a possibility. But you're getting to the point where, you know, now what? You have 18 months left on a contract if it's during the summer, you know. And so you're, you're starting to click into these moments where you're not going to be able to get the value that you need for him. So you either sell him now, you hold on to him, you get rid of him at the end of 2022. Those are all the things that sort of come around. So this rumor uh, that sort of surfaced at least makes sense, and it's one we've been talking about for a while, which is Jonathan Dos Santos to America um, in Liga MX. And the reason that that would make sense is because Giovanni Dos Santos is also playing on that team, and to reunite the brothers is something that always seems to be a popular party trick. Um, and the Mexican media would love something like that, too. Yeah, they would. Um, yeah. And so you look at this, and, and you sort of try to follow around, and you say, okay, that's why this could make sense. So I would imagine... That if you're the LA Galaxy, and I imagine as LA Galaxy fans, you're going to watch and see that there is going to be interest in Jonathan Dos Santos, that there will possibly be a, a chance to move him in the next 12 months. Um, and if that's the case, then uh, then the LA Galaxy may indeed pull that trigger. Now, it's interesting if you try to do that now, what that would do in terms of roster availability, Larry, because you would basically uh, you would you would the LA Galaxy have four international spots taken up right now. They have four available. If you move Jonathan Dos Santos, you would have three roster spots, international roster spots taken up, and you would have two of three designated player spots open. Um, so when you're trying to give a guy like Greg Vanny coming in, trying to restructure, trying to rebuild, trying to put the guy, his guys in, that he wants on the team and put them in position to succeed, 
um, having more open room, having money to play with, all those things are can only benefit, you know, Greg Vanny if they get the players that they want in the positions that they want. I mean, all of that can be really bad if if it doesn't work. Okay, now I'm going to put you on the spot, Josh. Yes. Now, let's say an opportunity does arrive to move Dos Santos. It doesn't have to be Club America, it could be someplace else. But knowing how important he is to the galaxy, how marketable he is, how popular he is to the galaxy, should an opportunity arise to move him, and you had and you had the, the choice come come down to you, would you move him? Yes. Would you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would move him. So, I mean, here's the thing is that his last season was not a good season, and, and certainly a lot of injuries. He was inconsistent. He was inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, he was inconsistent. He had injuries. Yeah. He couldn't stay on yeah. the field. But, I mean, I think everybody around the LA Galaxy who are watching are getting the feeling that he's slipping into Giovanni Dos Santos territory and not Jonathan Dos Santos territory. I hope not. I mean, I mean the injuries and then, you know, the inconsistency, um, you know, the rumors of sort of the party boy lifestyle that he's living it up in, in Los Angeles and not seeing the results of that on the field. And Jonathan Dos Santos is, supremely talented Larry everybody everybody agrees with that and whenever he plays the way that he's supposed to play and he had a 2019 season that was outstanding um you know playing with uh with Zlatan Ibrahimovic and and doing a really good job that's the Jonathan you know it was hey Jonathan Dos Santos isn't making isn't playing worthy of a DP spot that was that was everybody going into 2019. In 2019, it was like, oh, when Jonathan Dos Santos plays well, the LA Galaxy play well, and he's super important. And then you get to 2020, which is injured, uh, inconsistent. Uh, I would say it seems unfocused at times. You do all those things. Yeah. So so there's a lot of things that you could sit there and say, hey, you know, this guy maybe could go. So I think after a 2020 season, I move him immediately. If anybody's yeah, interested, I, I move him. Yeah, I just I just wonder how frustrated he was last year by the quality of the players around the quality of, of the team. But we very rarely got a chance to talk to him. We very rarely made him available. So we we never knew the level of frustration he might have been feeling. Uh, sure, would would he want to go through that that again? No, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, I know. And it, it, and I know that there's certainly people who are I think that within the diehard LA Galaxy fan community that people would be willing to move Jonathan Dos Santos. Um, you know, uh, John in the chat room says, you know, but Jonathan is, is important to Chicharito's success and happiness. I don't believe that. Um, I don't believe these guys are all guys who have played on teams where they fit in. I'll tell you what's what's important for everybody's happiness. Winning. If you win, everybody will be happy, Larry. Uh, right. You know, even the guys on the bench will be happy because they're contributing to a winning team, right? Bruce right. Arena had winning teams and they had guys on the bench and those guys were happy to come off the bench and do their part because they were winning. Uh, so I am... I am, you know, win as, as they say, winning solves, solves most problems. Win. Just, just win, baby. Just win that. I think that will solve uh, most Channeling problems. Al, Al Davis. Now first it was uh, Jason Statham. Now it's Al Davis. My, 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 who else is he going to channel tonight? I, I, I am a man of, of many channels. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> Um, so yes, uh, yeah, that's, I, I mean, so I, I wouldn't be surprised, Larry, for me, I wouldn't be surprised to watch and see Jonathan Dos Santos get moved anytime within the next 12 months. I'd be disappointed. I mean, you know, I like the guy when he's healthy, he's very, very good. But again, if the opportunity arose, the price is right. Like you, I, I would not be surprised if he. Yeah. Is, if, if he's gone, I, I do like yeah. it. I, I like it. You're disappointed by everybody who leaves, aren't you? Is that, or, or, or maybe you can't <laughs> say the, just the good interviews, the uh, bad interviews. Hey, you can go. Yeah. That's you can go. Larry's, uh, Larry's, Pack uh, your bags. You can go. I'll close the door behind you. I was going to say Larry's, uh, uh, gauge of, of whether or not you are a good guy or a bad guy is how good of a quote you are. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, not necessarily a nice guy, but a vi- uh, nice to you. He liked you. Yes. You like me. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and when he was in the mood, he was a great quote. Yes. He was a great quote. I, I was going to say, do you ever, uh, do you see him playing for, for AC Milan now? And you say, you gave that guy a, a cane? Yeah. And this guy is 38 years old, Josh. Are I know. you kidding me? I know. I mean, he'll, he'll play at least 45 the way he's going. I, 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 it's weird. It's almost like it's removed. I see him playing for AC Milan. I see him do it. He's a freak of nature. I get it. Uh, I, you know. We talked to him. He was always very nice to us, so I, I never had any issues with Slaton Ibrahimovic. Um, but well, 
I think he liked me because we could see eye to eye, yes. same level. He was six four, six five. I was I'm six four. Yeah, I wasn't as studly as he is, but we could see eye to eye. Yeah, I, I was going to say you guys basically with your shirts off, you guys are mirror images of each other. Oh, yeah. in, oh very good. Um, no, it's it, it just I I see this. You know, I just talked about how the LA Galaxy don't have a defensive midfielder, and then I just talked about Jonathan Dos Santos leaving as well. I'm not going to lie that if Jonathan Dos Santos leaves, there's this is a bare cupboard for the LA Galaxy. Yes, it is. Um, so, but you, you know, but you know, if the if these rumors do prove true, you know that Dennis must have some kind of a plan B to fall back on in case this does happen. Yeah, yeah. I would, he strikes me as the kind of guy who really thinks things out, who really takes his time. Obviously, with the player acquisitions, which are almost non-existent, but he he really he really plans ahead. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has something cooking. I, I wouldn't. By the way, Justin in the chat room brings up a good point because we have theorized on this many times. Uh, and, and Justin says, you know, is it reasonable uh, to bring down Jonathan's contract down to a TAM deal and make it um, and make it two open DPS? That's a theoretical exercise that we have done on this podcast over and over again. And I don't think he would accept it. I don't think he'd do it. So, okay, this is the whole thing. And and let me yeah. be very clear about this because I think everybody gets lost in this. And Larry, I think you're lost with this too. If I bring, I'm Thank not you very much. Yeah, no problem. It's it, but it's, it's important because I make this argument all the time and I think people miss the point on it. If I, the, you, you're making a hundred dollars a day, not for this show, but for somewhere, Larry, let's pretend you're making a hundred dollars a day. And so what I tell you is, Hey, Larry, I need you to make $50 a day. Now your hundred dollars a day is only going to last for two more days. So you're going to get $200 total and I need you to make $50 a day. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and extend that for the next five days. And when I do that, you end up making $250 instead of $200. So I have given you more money over more days. All right. But you're, you're, you're not losing money. I am just simply going to spread out your money in a different way. So that way you make more because otherwise, Larry, I'm only going to give you to two, basically, you know, two days worth of work where instead I could give you five days worth of work and you will have that for your security. That's how you work a TAM deal with Jonathan Dos Santos as you spread it out. Josh, I always knew you were one sneaky dude. Yes. Yes. You were one sneaky dude. I mean, I, the, what's the old saying? I can't trust you for as far as I can throw you. Boy, yes. I'll tell you, you, you should have been a sports agent doing contracts. I, you know, I think in my in my next life, I might be a sports agent uh, doing contracts yeah. because no, I mean, but you do raise a good point. I mean, seriously, if you look at it that way, yeah, that's how you make these deals. Now, here's the thing with Jonathan Dos Santos and his age and where he's at. He could probably say, "No, thank you. I'm going to go to Liga MX and make you know uh, the same amount of money that I'm making with the LA Galaxy right now. I don't have to take a pay cut. I don't have to do any of that." So you have to sort of figure out um, what you're trying, what he wants. And if you can figure out what Jonathan Dos Santos wants, then you can sort of move on and, and, and continue that on. So anyway, that's sort of that's sort of how we set it up. Now, um, we have some MLS stuff to talk about. One yes. Last thing. Yes. One last thing. Do you think Jonathan will be with the Gallic at the start of the season? Yes or no? Yes. I think the start of the too. season, yes. So if yeah. you ask me through the summer, I think I get more murky. More murky. Uh, I think the transfer window this summer yeah. could be in an interesting one. Um, but there's a lot of tournaments being played worldwide. Uh, World Cup getting ready in 2022. Um, so I, I almost feel like maybe there won't be a lot of movement this summer. But if the pandemic starts to ease... Um, and if vaccines right. have had the effect that we hopefully had on, on everything, then this summer could be a very big transfer window just because there's pent up sort of demand and movement that sort of got stymied here in this, this winter transfer. So we'll see. I don't know. You know, I, it'll, I, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Okay. Let me give everybody a little behind the scene, the behind the scenes of what I'm about to do. Okay. What I'm about to do is play you an interview that I did with uh, new LA Galaxy goalkeeper Jonathan Bond. Larry, I'm convinced it'll play. I just know that it's going to start playing from a point of which I hadn't intended it to start. So there's just this little bit of intro in there that, that's going to kick in. Uh, it literally ended so close to the showtime. I didn't have time to trim it down and then get everything ready and get Larry up and all that stuff. So what you're about to see is pretty much a raw interview. Normally I trim the front. Normally I trim the back. I will do my best to, to do those things. Uh, but as L Larry, as long as you're quiet on your side, 
um, during the interview, I think that we will be able to do it. So I'm going to start hitting play. You're going to see me saying this is, yep, we're recording and you're going to have the countdown. So you get behind the scenes sort of action on everything. But uh, I wanted to give you this uh, this interview and in the podcast form, uh, everybody who's listening on the podcast, you're going to miss all that because I'm going to trim it down and make it sound really good in the podcast. But for the live show, uh, you guys are going to get that. So here uh, talking with a new Los Angeles uh, guy, a guy who just landed in Los Angeles not very long ago, who is at his hotel room hanging out while he's in quarantine uh, for 10 days uh, is new L.A. Galaxy uh, goalkeeper, Mr. Jonathan Bond. Uh, Jonathan, thanks for joining me. I know uh, a quick turnaround. You, you just got to L.A. How was uh, how was the flight? Everything OK? Yeah, all good. Um, the flight was very empty. It was a very strange uh, experience. The airport was dead, very empty. So, yeah, all very strange at the moment. But I'm um, just doing my quarantine now in the hotel. Um, Ten days, I think it is. So, yeah, seven or so to go. Yes, I, I was going to say, I think we got uh, your new head coach there, Greg Vanny, new head coach for the LA Galaxy as well. I think we got him during his uh, his time in LA in the hotel room as well. So uh, we're, we're, oh, we're jumping on top of that. from Toronto, is that right? I, I don't know if he had to, if he had the quarantine, but I know he was definitely he had he's living in a hotel now, much like you. I know you you said okay. you were you were coming out so that way you could scout out some locations on where to live and get, a you know, uh, sort of uh, acquainted with the weather. I was going to say, yeah, it seems like you're bringing the rain with you. I don't want to throw that on you <laughs> can't, can't get away from it when i when i knew i was coming out i was checking the weather obviously standard and um it was like 20 well i, I don't know what this is in fahrenheit but it was like 27 28 degrees celsius i was thinking wow like in january and then i get here it's like 12 degrees i've got my, my jacket on my hoodie but um yeah i'm sure it'll, it'll warm up but yeah Sorry for bringing it with me. Yeah, that, that's okay. It, this happens, you know, once or twice a year. So you'll get to you'll get to live through it. You'll see all our rain, some of the snow on the mountains there, and then uh, I'm sure it'll I be. Don't mind it. Yeah, we'll be 80 degrees Fahrenheit, no problems here, and in, in just a little bit for you. Um, let, let's talk a little bit of, uh, about the journey, though, um, because it, it, it's an interesting one, and certainly a question we popped up right away was, okay, we have this this goalkeeper who is uh, apparently coming to the LA Galaxy. This was during the rumor stages, um, and he has an American passport. Uh, I know we've explained it on the show, but I'd love to hear the story a little bit better, and I did read the Athletic article. I know a lot of people have, um, so there was lots of really interesting details, but I'd love if you could sort of play that back, how you have a, a, a U.S. passport and, and sort of uh, you know the, the link between your mom um, and, and how that sort of happened uh, here to bring you to the United States. Yeah, so, yeah, the American passport comes from my mum. She was born and raised in Seattle, um, and it was actually her, it was her best friend happens to be my dad's cousin. Okay. So he was over visiting her, um, as in the cousin, uh, in Seattle, and that's how they got introduced to his cousin's best friend, who's obviously my mum. And, yeah, they hit it off straight away, or I'm told. And, <laughs> um, and the fact that they both loved football. My dad was a massive Chelsea fan. Mm -hmm. She was a massive Sounders fan. Um, and it wasn't one of those things where he introduced soccer to her. Right. It was very much she she knew all about it. And she was, yeah, that was probably her, her favourite sport. So I think I did the long distance thing for, for a while and then eventually um, she decided to move um, over to, to England, to, to near London. And yeah, then I was, that's where I was born and I grew up there. And there, there were even times where we, I, I, had, I had to get the passport renewed and um, we talked about maybe just letting it go. Right. And like my mum was straight away like, no, you're, like, you're not letting that go like 100%. And I was like, okay, fine, fine, like renewed it. And yeah, obviously, um, that's been it's been useful um, all these years down down the road. Yeah, it, it seems to have been a, a little bit. I, I know that there was some interest in, in from Major League Soccer before. So um, possibly last summer. And, uh, you know, if you read the article that said um, Newark Red Bulls and and Inter Miami possibly were possibly interested in, in, in bringing you along. Um, what were your ha, have you always been sort of keeping an eye on Major League Soccer? Was it something because you sort of had the, the U.S. connection or um, did it become more apparent for you to, to, to really look at MLS whenever uh, there started to be a lot more interest? Yeah, it's always something that I've brought up. Um, you know, I, I changed agents um, relatively recently, maybe in the last year or so. Mm -hmm. And it's always something I brought up. But if certain agents just don't have any kind of contacts or they, they've just got no knowledge of that 
of moving people over there, then the conversation ends very quickly and you just get brought back to kind of, because I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, I have got this American passport. Like, right. Good. Maybe that could be of interest, but it just gets shot down. Like, So anyway, I changed agents and um, this agency, my agent, Richard Lee, um, they've got good like good connections and they're open-minded to that kind of thing. And, um, and don't get me wrong, it's not just because of the agency or whatever, but it was it was a conversation I brought up. I said, look, I would be keen um you know what kind of opportunities are out there and that's how the conversations really started um and then quickly you find out who's looking for goalkeepers and then things start to move relatively quickly from there um yeah the clubs that you mentioned there was interest there um for whatever reason to be fair actually red bulls i think like they have the discovery rule is that right there there can be discovery rights um for somebody who's covered the league for a very long time i will tell you that uh sometimes there seems to be discovery rights sometimes there doesn't seem to be discovery rights so yes yeah yeah yes that could actually be something all of that yeah that that was all a bit a a little bit new and a little bit messy but in the end yeah I i think um speaking to to Dennis at the time, which was before um, the new manager was announced and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, I just had a really good feeling straight away just talking to him and it was like the conversation was just very, very positive, very easy. And um, and yeah, like, I'm, I'm happy that it worked out in the end. Yeah, it, it seems to be. Uh, how, how quickly did all this happen? Like how long ago did you first find out the LA Galaxy were interested and, and how long did that process take until, you know, it was done? Well, we had we had conversations in the summer because I I was I was not thinking I was going to re-sign at West Brom. Right. I was thinking um, about moving on, and that just the timing of how COVID happened was not um, it wasn't ideal for me at that point in time. So um, so anyway, we we I had the, some of the conversations with with um, Galaxy even back in the summer and. and it's just it was just a little bit early. It's still in the season. I think maybe they were still waiting to start back. I can't remember now. And they didn't. Yeah, they didn't know when the season was going to end. There was just a lot up in the air, and they didn't know what it was going to look like going into next season and stuff. So right. it, it it kind of got left that look. There might be something here in January at the end of our season uh, or the end of the MLS season. And in the end, I signed back at West Brom. And then, but at that point, I was then suddenly in a little bit more of a difficult position at West Brom. So it wasn't ideal, but um, yeah, I signed, I signed back with West Brom, and but always in the back of my mind, just kind of hoping and, and wondering whether that would come back up. And, and yeah, I'm happy. I'm very happy that it did. Yeah, it seems, and and looking back, obviously over uh, the loan histories and and all the different things that you see during your career, um, that that while you were with West Brom, didn't get a whole bunch of you know first team time, and and I think you've said that. Um, I think one of the one of the things I remember from that article was really you saying, you know, a lot of people knew I I was good, but you know, if if people outside the club don't know it, if 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 it's uh, people that aren't said, just your teammates, I said a lot right? of people know my level, and not a lot of people know my level, not I'm good. Okay. But, um, Hopefully, hopefully I am good. Okay. But uh, yeah, I I feel um, it's it's funny. Like f- football moves, like time just goes so quickly, and before you know it, as two seasons have gone by, and, right? And and you haven't played, and then suddenly everyone's like, oh, well, he, he's he's a sub goalie, like he's a reserve, and it's like, well, that it's not quite as straightforward as that. In obviously in my mind, but yeah, I was behind a goalkeeper at West Brom. Who um, look, West look, West Brom really Premier League team, and they were going for promotion back to the Premier League. So it was a big club and I moved there and um, I, I did do well there. Like when I played in the cup games, um, I always played well. Um, and I don't know many goalkeepers who haven't missed a game for like three or four years right. or something. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like at some point, just law of averages, he's going to miss a game <laughs> and I would get the chance. But um Look, he, yeah, he, he, he didn't get injured. He did well, and um, and like I said, very quickly time goes by, and then you know when you're signing for a new club, everyone, oh, okay, let's have a look at the at the numbers, and no one really knows. You could be really bad or really good, but you just look at the numbers, and it's like, oh, that's all we've got to go off. Right. We just go off that. So it's a little bit frustrating, but um, yeah, I, I've got an opportunity now to show everyone um, the the level that I'm at, and um, yeah, I'm very excited. 
very, it, very exciting player. Is it safe to say you're you're motivated by the the chance? I mean, obviously the LA Galaxy have an open number one position um, with with David Bingham not being, uh, I, I would say, not returning out of contract this year and and unlikely to return. I won't close the door completely, although the door is pretty much completely closed. Um, but uh, do you feel you have a chance with that uh, now to really prove that you're a number one goalkeeper? And uh, you know, I think by your own words, at, at a pretty large club in in terms of you know just the uh, the collective mind of the football world sort of understands that the LA Gal- who the LA Galaxy are, and you have a chance to be the number one goalkeeper. Is that a motivating factor? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's a huge platform. Um, anyone would, would be excited. Uh, any player in the world would be excited to play for LA Galaxy. That's just the the, the way it is. They're um, a highly prestigious club. So, yeah, motivated is the right word for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to getting in and, and training with Jonathan, with Justin, with Eric, all playing with um, or underneath uh, Kevin, training underneath Kevin Hartman. Um, so look, nothing is, is is for granted. Like we all know that. Um, we know how football is, and we'll, I can't wait to get training. Hopefully, the the agreements and everything with the league gets um, gets sorted, and we can get training soon. I think it's is it music the twenty second of Feb- February. Um, yeah. Yep. That, yeah. that that's so, that's the date they're telling us now. So we'll uh, we'll go. Yeah, technically, well, technically, we're talking on the deadline day for the CBA negotiations, um, mm. which I'm sure in this podcast we will talk a whole bunch about. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's going to necessarily today will be the decision day on all okay, that stuff. Okay. So I think it's going to be pushed a little bit once they announced that there was going to be a February 22nd start. So uh, I think yeah. there's still some time to to sort of iron this out, and it seems like the sides are close. But I mean, is that is that a little nerve wracking though? I mean, you're coming, you know, you're coming across the pond, you're coming here to play. You want to start, you obviously want to get started. Um, they're already starting about a month later than they normally start. So that gets pushed a little bit. And then there's questions about work stoppage and and everything else. I mean, that's gotta be like, Hey, I, I showed up, I'm in the hotel room here and they're going to, you know, shut down the league for a little while. That's gotta be a little nervous. <laughs> well, I, I think it probably helps. I don't fully understand the situation yet. I mean, I'm trying to get my head around it, but I, I, I still need to, I need someone to really sit sit down with me and talk me through what exactly are the sticking points and the negotiations. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, we're not going to do that now, but I right. will get around it 100%. But um, yeah, it's funny. Like I, I got told the 8th of Feb. So I was like, well, he has to be in the country by the end of January. And I was like, oh my God, right. Okay, I've got to sort everything out. I've got to fly over. Right. Book the flight, and then literally two days before the flight, or whatever, it was like, "Oh no, we're not training till the twenty second of Feb now." Yeah. So it's kind of like it's it's good. It's pros and cons to it because it gives me more time to settle in, do a bit of training before preseason starts, which is important. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I'm <laughs> just now just wait, sitting, waiting around, kind of just uh, yeah, hoping that yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll sort it out. And, um, between the league and it, it seems at least for right now, the day we're recording, I always have to say the day that we're talking, it seems like it's going to head to a, to a, a solution on that. I, I'd say you at least have some time. Um, you know, you'll, you'll get to get uh, acclimated um, to Los Angeles in the middle of a, a global pandemic, which is always interesting uh, in and out. Of course, we'll be there for you. And being, we got your weight wrong uh, and said, everybody, you were 150 pounds, not 190 pounds. Cause that's what we saw in the press release. You, if you were 150 pounds, I say you could bulk up on the, and out burgers um and, and really set that <laughs> yeah. deal yeah but uh but i don't think i don't think you need that uh right now um talk- someone must have got the uh the conversion or something the- like they just I don't know if they were just doing it written down on paper or something. I don't know. Somebody did make a pretty smart joke that it was probably, you know, the conversion from the dollar to the British pound, which I thought at least was a, was was a funny okay. joke. OK, so, you <laughs> yeah. know, there, there was something to there. There was it, it was yeah, a good yeah. joke. Um, but anyway, yeah, it, it was it, it was a little misunderstanding there. Uh, what are you going to bring to the L.A. Galaxy? Um, you know, we, we always get to see highlight videos of, of people. Most of the time, whether you're a defender, a midfielder or a forward, we see a highlight video of somebody scoring a goal. You're a goalkeeper, yeah. so you didn't get to score a goal uh, in yeah. your highlight video. But um, <laughs> but tell us, you know, what what's sort of your style? What are you looking to impart on the LA Galaxy? Um, what is my style? I would say I like to, I like to play out from the back. I feel comfortable with the ball at my feet. I like playing behind proactive teams mm-hmm. um, and forward thinking teams. So I don't mind playing like a high line and stuff. Um, yeah, just kind of I enjoy the I enjoy the technical side, the speed side, um, agility is probably um, 
probably one of my strengths. So kind of like all, all the things that you would say is sort of modern in the game, like right. how what people say now, that's the side of the game that I enjoy. Um, so that's I, I, from what I've heard and what I know about the new manager, that is how he wants to play as well. So I'm excited by that. Um, of course, yeah, everyone's got strengths and weaknesses and stuff, but I'd say like those, those are my strengths purely because I enjoy doing those things the most. Um, so yeah, hopefully a bit of calmness, um, some experience as well, um, playing at, at, at good levels. So, um, yeah, I, I want to make good connections with, with the defenders and well, with the whole team really, but, um, especially with defenders in front of me and we can just kind of form a cohesive unit that's calm in the defending intense but calm and and everyone communicates really well so yeah I'm sure we're going to do a lot of good work in, in pre-season which is where most of them of the um, uh, like the standards are set so yeah I'm looking forward to it yeah I, I was going to say you're coming into a, a defense that has hemorrhaged goals over the last couple of seasons so uh, certainly a, a welcome change if, if some of those stay outside of the net uh, I think for all Galaxy fans yeah yeah, I've done as much reading as I can about that. And it's difficult because I haven't seen like all the games and stuff, but it's, it's difficult to just look at the numbers and say, oh, okay, well, the, the defence is bad. Yes. Because if, if the strikers and the midfielders are just standing around and not doing anything, then the, suddenly the defenders and the goalkeeper aren't going to have good numbers. Like You can be one of the best goalkeepers in the world, and if you've got people who don't want to defend in front of you, you're not going to have very good numbers. Like You can you can try and dress it up all you want. So yeah, I, I try and be careful with that when, um, when reading it and, and just blaming it purely on the defense, because it, it is a collective thing. And I think, um, I think everyone understands that understands that now. You, you could take over the hosting of this podcast, uh, with the, with the many times I have also pointed that out, uh, in the same way. So no, I think we're on the same page. There are a lot of things. Uh, let's finish off with just a, a couple of fun ones stuff. Um, What's yeah. what's the one thing you told your friends you were going to do whenever you got to California? What was that that one thing that you were like, I'm going to California, I'm going to Los Angeles, this is the thing I'm going to do? Um, <laughs> it would probably be to go, it'd just be to go to Hermosa Beach, I think. Okay. Because um, whenever we went on holiday, it was like, we just couldn't, get, we just couldn't stop going down there, going to Sharkies, is it? Sharkies there, down there, there? There is a Sharkies, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I need to, I mean, everything's shut at the moment, but yes. yeah, just going down all, all the beaches and stuff is, yeah, it's always, always a good one. That, that's not a horrible thing. And then, uh, what's, what's some of the stuff, what, what are some of your hobbies whenever you're not playing soccer? Are you, uh, are you on uh, PlayStation playing soccer? Are you on Xbox playing soccer? You know, we, we have a bunch of gamers. It seems like on this LA galaxy team. Now we start to get more and more every year. I didn't know if you were one of those guys. Oh, I, I used to be, but I just get so stressed out by it. Now. I, <laughs> Like I, I'm, I get so angry when I lose. But then when I win, I feel nothing. Yes. It's like it's just I'm just relieved that I didn't lose. So uh, it's like a lose lose. But I, yeah, I have to. I've had to stop playing them. They just annoy me too much. That, um, that that's maybe cl- that's maybe I wasn't good enough. No, I don't think that was it. No, yeah, you were right. The game cheats. We all know that. I've known that since yeah, I was, yeah, I was exactly, 12 years old. Yeah. We, we've all seen it. So, no. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Well, Jonathan, hey, listen, uh, we could probably do this for a lot longer. Uh, I'm sorry you're still stuck in the hotel room there for a little bit, but uh, we appreciate cool. you reaching out. Um, and uh, I'm sure we're going to have you back on many times over the year. So, uh, good luck. Get settled in. Uh, if you need Thank anything, you. ask Galaxy fans. They'll tell you where to go for anything, including all the best food. So, uh, I'm sure they'll they'll help you out with that. Uh, and uh, And good luck. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. Speak soon. All right. There we go. Jonathan Bond, LA Galaxy uh, goalkeeper extraordinaire, uh, getting ready to uh, to come back. Now, Larry. Um, That's Bond, Jonathan Bond. I, I was going to say, I knew there would be a Bond joke in there. I know that yep. some people are probably disappointed that I didn't make any John, any Bond jokes, but I figured there were plenty of time, time for, for Bond jokes, and I didn't want him to think I was that guy. You know, right away. I, you, Larry, he would think that you're that guy right away. Me, I need a little bit more time. You know, so that way he could be like, okay, this guy isn't a isn't a weirdo. So uh, I can make some Bond jokes later. But no, I, I you know, uh, behind the scenes, Larry, you got to listen to none of that um, article or none of that uh, interview because it doesn't transfer uh, over on Skype whenever we do it. Um, so let me hit some highlights for you and just sort of sort of talk about the the big thing that you can take from this, and it's something I believe we've mentioned. 
Larry. Um, maybe may, not with you on the show, but here on the show at one point we talked about it. But there were rumors that that uh, former L.A. Galaxy goalkeeper, uh, Mr. Kevin Hartman, who has been on this show, uh, was director of Academy uh, at one times, uh, is going to be the L.A. Galaxy goalkeeping coach. I think that Jonathan Bond has sort of confirmed that for us. And uh, there's a whole bunch of links there that that sort of fill into that. So uh, it's a very good choice. I'm, I'm glad to see that happen. He's as we all know, he was a hell of a player in his playing days. So it's a really good choice. Yeah, it, it's it's also, Larry, whenever you want to talk about, it, it's funny, and I see it this way. Whenever you talk about things that Galaxy fans can complain about, you have Greg Vanny, a former LA Galaxy player, coming in to be head coach. There, there's there's not much you can complain about there. Um, then you have Josh Gessman doing Corner of the Galaxy. Who could complain about that? Who could complain about lots of people? Trust me. Um, and uh, and so you have that going there. You have you know a, a Dan Kalichman coming back as an assistant coach, he, 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 former LA Galaxy, you know, uh, uh, player Dan Kalichman. So you can't complain about that. Uh, you're going to have Kevin Hartman, former LA Galaxy great goalkeeper, coming back to be the goalkeeping coach. So you can't complain about that. What? It's it, almost like a class reunion. There is. It, do you feel? Do you feel buoyed by that? Are you? Are you enthusiastic? Sure. Are enthusiastic, or does that mean that it could all go? So it, are they trying to get the band back together, but the band hasn't played together for so long that their guts are hanging out over there, and they, you know, they can't hit the high note anymore? Is that what we're I, worried about? I mean, all you got to do is look at their track records. They've all been very, very successful not only as individuals but on teams so yeah I'm, I'm i'm very enthusiastic about this i mean you know it's like it's like bruce arena the way he judged talent he knew what he was getting you know and you know what you're you know what you're getting out of these guys yeah yeah there's it's, a, it's good to see it's great to see well i, I liked how he talked about being a, a modern goalkeeper he goes anybody who would any sort of uh description of like the modern goalkeeper a guy who plays out of the back well uh, a guy who likes to distribute a guy who you know is comfortable sort of passing and and being part of that aggressive team he likes to be that i mean you know this is always you're talking to the guy who once said charlie rug was going to be rookie of the year and so i'm clearly a great judge of talent um, but having talked to, uh, Jonathan Bond and seeing him, he is genuinely, at least from what I can tell. And, um, it, he seems genuinely excited to be here, Larry. He seems like he wants to be the number one goalkeeper for the LA galaxy. He seems that like he puts an enormous amount of weight that that carries, uh, around the footballing world and, I don't know. I don't know that you could ask for a better sort of choice if you're going to bring somebody from outside the organization in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly he's somebody who's not only looking for a new challenge and he'll get one in Major League Soccer. There's no question about that. But the bottom line is he's looking for a chance to play. Yep. And he's looking for a chance to play and he's going to get that on what he's called one of the biggest teams in the world. How can you how can you not get excited about that? The people are excited. Um, they should be. Uh, yeah. Travis points out that I did lead him on the hobbies question. Um, I, I asked him. I asked him what his hobbies were, and then asked him basically if he was a gamer, and and sort of dragged him down that way. Uh, I thought his answer was very interesting. Um, in terms of that, uh, he thinks the game cheats too. Actually, I said the game cheats. I think he agreed with me. Um, so he, he's not necessarily a gamer, but we didn't actually find out what any of his hobbies are. Travis, when I have him on next time, it'll be one of the first questions I ask, I promise. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we do it. I could have talked to him for an hour. Uh, he wasn't doing anything in his hotel, so that probably would have been okay. Uh, he said, at, whenever I uh, initially started the call with him, I said, hey, thanks for doing this. I go, you have to be jet lagged, you know, the whole deal. And, and he basically said, he goes, no, he goes, I got nothing to do here. He goes, I have to stay in this hotel room. He goes, I can only order so much room service, like all that stuff. He's like, I'm, you know, so doing this is great. And that's kind of how we got Greg Vanny too. So, you know, it works. I'm surprised that they make room service available. I, I remember when, when Kevin was with the galaxy in the bubble in Orlando. He would, he did not get room service. He had to get takeout everywhere. So I'm surprised they're making it available to him. Hey, you know, he's a, he's a big superstar. Unlike, uh, our one footed Panda, um, who, by the That's way, right. a, 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 a best wishes to Kevin and his recuperation from the broken foot. Yes, he is embarrassed about how it happened. I'd be embarrassed too. 
But you know, best wishes to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 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 a, a, I was gonna say he has a broken wheel. Um, thoughts and prayers to to Kevin on that on that broken wheel. He just missed that curb. You know, another three inches up, and he he would have. Although had the curb was only it was only about that uh, high. Yeah, so. I was gonna say it's a little tiny curb. Um, all right, let's get uh, uh, as we wrap up the show here and sort of try to uh, to end on a on a good note. I want to talk about MLS and what MLS has been doing in the last couple of days. So let's go over what's happening with the CBA with MLS and MLSPA. Uh, it's important to note that the MLS sent out a memo regarding a possible work stoppage to all teams. All right. I can listen. ESPN first reported it with Jeff Carlisle. I know the athletic then confirmed that and they had the thing. I can also confirm if you need that, that the LA galaxy received that said memo uh, from, uh, from Mark Abbott uh, about what uh, about a possible work stoppage. And basically, there's rules that go into place if there is a work stoppage um a lockout players aren't allowed to be there i mean you know even just trying to go through public relations the pr system of the la galaxy won't work if there is a lockout i won't be able to get to players that way i will have to try to figure out another way to get to players because there's not supposed to be any communications from the team to those players so that was that's what happened um you know on wednesday or on thursday now uh, and what happened on Thursday is basically the MLSPA, the Players Association, responded to MLS on the deadline day today, January 28th. Um, it was uh, the owners had offered Larry to extend the current CBA by from 2025 to 2027. OK, so to add two years on the collective bargaining agreement. We talked about how a bunch of this seems like it's baloney um, in terms no, of. No. Yes. Now, this was the agreement that was never officially ratified, correct? So don't ask me which version we're on anymore because I have no yeah. – you're right. They they negotiated yeah. the CBA before the pandemic that was right. never ratified, that then they, they invoked the force majeure to get back, and then they had a new CBA uh, again before they restarted the MLS's back tournament that saw them take it. Uh, that CBA took them all the way through this year and had clauses and protections in it to basically operate off the old CBA – uh, through the remainder of this year with some other concessions on it. That's how that worked this year. Then MLS came back again and said and invoked the force majeure clause again and forced another CBA talk with the players this year. So technically, this is a new CBA that they're trying to um, approve and ratify. OK, that's 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 the whole thing that's going. So it's it. you have to throw out, I would imagine, anything else, although they're using most of the language from that. They're just going to, you know change a couple things on it um yeah, yeah i mean like having covered various major league sports for years and years i won't say how long but it was a long time before i retired this is typical posturing by both sides uh standing eyeball to eyeball and they're going to see which one blinks first and um it's going to be going to be curious to see who backs down um i think the league will start on time myself i don't think they can take a chance in getting more bad vibes after what happened last year with the pandemic and the Orlando bubble. Um, I, I just, I just think it is going to start on time. Yeah, I do. It, it could. And, and, and very well. So anyway, so the owner's proposal was for through 2027, basically to eat their losses this year that they couldn't possibly lose because they said they had to invoke force majeure. We've talked about this many times. Um, they said we have to do it because we're going to lose so much money this year that we that if we don't invoke force majeure, Larry, then it's not going to um, then it won't work. Right. Except that they're saying we don't want to make any changes this year. Do we just want to add a couple years on to the end of it? So, again, th those those things don't add up. And the big deal was 2026 and the World Cup in the United States and right. whether or not the players would get to negotiate before because it was supposed to come up in 2025 so the, so the players would get to renegotiate a CBA before that World Cup came uh, the players have now gone back and said listen we're not going to do the two year extension 2027 but we will do one year for 2026 uh, the players offer also uh, offered some salary budget decreases and agreed to a decrease to the media rights revenue share that was supposed to be taking place which has been delayed multiple times now and also asking for players 23 and over with four plus years of experience to count as free agents in 2025 and 2026 those are the little details in there because you're talking about the mls PA, the Players Association, trying to invoke here, Larry, um, increased free agency with this. So it's not just the years. 
2025 and 2026 with just four years of experience inside of the league now. That's basically through first contracts when you think about it, Larry. First contracts. Um, I mean, wasn't, wasn't it only a couple of years ago during one of the, uh, the CBA talks where free agency was only available for players with like what, eight years eight, experience. Yeah. I think eight like years. That. And I think now we're at seven or six years. Yeah. And so it's come down. Yeah. And so now they're trying to get their four years. So, uh, again, it's interesting. They go in there. Uh, MLS has done a good job of setting this up, Larry, to blame the players for whatever happens, because basically they were saying, you know, Hey, if we get, if we get a lockout, it's because you guys didn't respond back to us fast enough. Hey, you know, we announced the start of the, of the season. You guys got a report February 22nd. We know the start of the season, April 3rd. If that doesn't happen, that's your fault. Um, so they've really sort of set this up to try to blame the players and the players have noticed that. And these aren't happy people talking back and forth to each other. So, uh, having said all that, uh, it looks like they're at least on a path that is close. I, I would, at the beginning of today, I said, Hey, these are closer. These two sides seem closer because they're just talking about one year or two years and how that works the free agency stuff, that's more important than the years oh, yeah. were. And so you Most have to definitely. pay attention to that stuff as well. So Most definitely the, fr- the freedom of movement is everything. Let's face it. MLS is, has not been a league where you see a lot of this, a lot of this movement going on until recently. So, uh, but it's to, to, you know, just this posturing we, we've seen time and time again. Um, I'm not overly concerned right now. Now, if, if there is no uh, league going on by August, then I'll be concerned. Right. <laughs> but, but as of right now, no, I, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, it's, I'm not overly concerned. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Okay, uh, quickly to rumors that are not happening because we only had three rumors on our rumor tracker. Uh, we had uh, Giovinco, which is dead. We're calling it dead. Uh, we have Christian Pavone, which is still seems alive. And with the closing of the sort of European and English transfer markets uh, upcoming uh, here towards the end of January and, and into February, uh, it should allow the LA Galaxy to have more leverage on Christian Pavone. So don't think that that is dead. Uh, there's a lot of things that still have to be worked out. There's the sexual assault allegations that are still hanging out there as well. So just keep an eye on this um, and, and keep watching it. That one is real. We know it. The LA Galaxy are talking to people. That that will continue. Uh, as far as I know, they it, have not abandoned that yet. Isn't it funny with with the way you see so often these contract talks are in critical stages, and then all these issues seem to come up out of the woodworks. You know, it, it can't. It's just it never it never ceases to amaze me. Yeah, it, and and certainly it could. The other are the other rumor that we want to go ahead and kill, and we we never gave it much of anything anyway. It was uh, Manchester United center back uh, Marcos. Rojo, um, LA, yeah, LA Galaxy were listed as a possible team along with Getafe, but we have said that it seemed all along like he was ready to go back to Argentina and play for Boca. Um, and basically, there were some uh, Facebook posts um, around him today that basically confirms that Rojo looks like he's going back to Boca. So, uh, so he'll go to, to Argentina, he'll go to Boca Juniors, and the LA Galaxy will not get him. Not that we ever thought that that was realistic uh, to begin with. Outside of that uh rumors uh larry i don't i don't know that there are many rumors around the la galaxy right now and maybe that'll change this week you know i texted you i texted you earlier when is the galaxy not mentioned as a possible destination for these players who suddenly become available i yeah, mean I, it's I, ridiculous i was gonna say you can complain about that larry but this year we've had I'm not l- complaining just you i know no, i know well i'm complaining it drives me crazy i was i'm the one who always has to try to figure this stuff out that's true um no, it's just that this year it's actually I actually like it when the when the LA Galaxy are, are mentioned all the time. I've realized that now whenever there hasn't been that much information. I have had three rumors on the rumor tracker for like two or three weeks. There's nothing there. And two of those are basically dead rumors now, Larry. So, I mean, Christian Pavone is the only rumor and it's not even a good rumor because we knew that they were interested in whenever it started. Whenever the, so what have you been doing in your free time? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't been playing with my Legos. That's for sure. Uh, that's that's one thing. I know. I know you've been keeping busy, but not me. Uh, I need to. I need to pick up my Lego game. My Manchester United, uh, Old Trafford, still needs to be built, and it's not. I have one too. I'm, I'm going to build it soon. Yeah, you're going to. Yours will be done before mine. Maybe I'll give you my box, yeah. and you can build both of them at the same time and just hand it to me whenever I'm done. That sounds good. All right. Uh, Double decker stadium. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what, Larry? I'm glad that we got to have you back here. That was good. Uh, thank you for. I'm happy to, to be of service on this on this excellent podcast. It's always fun to watch, fun to tune in. You and you and Eric do a great job. 
Thank you. And it's just it's just a pleasure to uh, be on it. Well, well, we are we are glad that you are back. We're going to get Sophie back on eventually here too. So we're gonna we're gonna keep mixing it up. I know Eric enjoys the nights off on occasion, even though he's texting me during the show. So not so much of a night off, ha huh, hammer. Uh, anyway, so that's where he is. Uh, Larry, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, get out of here? No, sir. Let's just hope the CBA thing wraps up soon so they can start the season on time. Yeah, I, I, I miss uh, I miss watching the game, and uh, I want it to be. Uh, over with and all, all set to go on time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. If you're looking for Mr. Larry Morgan on Twitter, he's not there, so don't look for him. That doesn't work at all. As a matter of fact, uh, head on but over. If they want to if they want to reach me, they can reach me through you. There you go. Just just tweet at me, and I will tell Larry, and and he'll certainly be there. All right. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, uh, that's at Jay Guessman, J G U E S M A N, and of course at Galaxy Podcast is where you can find us. Uh, Cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you can find all of our articles, all of our videos, all that fun stuff is right there. Uh, follow us, like us, leave a review, all those fun stuff. Please do that. All right. For Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, I'm Josh Kessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.